Ronananian. Sometimes you got to be like a superhero. It's just you got to have a bag of tricks. It's kind of like being Batman because you need a utility belt. Can't you have fun, fun, fun till your daddy takes a tea away? Fun, fun, fun till your daddy takes a tea away. The car doctor. And that's what fixing cars really is about today. You know, it's it's beyond the normal humdrum stuff that doesn't come up normal anymore. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, it looks like we uh, put wheels on the garage and dragged it down here to Virginia. We're at the Virginia Beach Coastal Auto Show down here in Virginia, this uh, Virginia Beach Convention Center. I'm Ronnie Indian, the car doctor. We've got a great two hours of radio for you if you're so inclined and uh, you can grab it. Uh, talking about a passion in America today as we uh, look at what cars are, uh, so much more than just something to get us back and forth to work and what this culture is all about and uh, cruising and car shows and uh, this is um, this is church to a lot of people that uh, are involved in the automobile uh, end of it as, uh, as we like to think. I'm joined in our uh, first segment by Bradley Gray. He is uh, from the Blown Mafia. I'll leave it there and uh, say welcome Bradley. Thanks for stopping by the, the garage. You, uh, um, uh, tell me about the Blown Mafia. What's, what's that all about? If you were talking to your mom um, how would you explain that to her? I would explain Blow Mafia as a, a group of cars that were built uh, and a name needed to be put to them. The cars were so out there, so radical, that uh, we needed to do something to, to collect these cars together under one banner, for lack of better terms. And um, that's where I came up with Blow Mafia. How long have you been doing it? I've uh, been building cars for over 20 years. What was your first car? My first car was a 70 Nova. You, you learned to drive on that 70 yes. Nova? Yes. And when did you know you were bit by the bug? Uh, as a very young child. Yeah, it just absolutely. Kind of, it, yeah. It, were you bit by the bug before you got your license? Absolutely. Everybody was, right? Definitely. How old were you? Uh, I'm gonna say seven, eight, right in there. Did you play with Matchbox as a kid? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I'll tell you what the big thing is. It's like a lot of people that it started with models, model cars, right? Things. You know, you start. You take a model car. Who's gonna take one and just build it right out of the box like it is on the cover? Right, on the box, you're going to take, you're going to put two or three together. Let's, let's see what we can do. Let's put this engine in this car and so on and so forth. So you were customizing your matchbox oh, or, or well, thinking, how could you change well, it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and Blown Mafia, that's, and I know from our speaking before the show, that's not your full-time gig. Mm. What's your full-time gig? My full-time gig is a diesel mechanic. I own a diesel repair tra- uh, shop. I work on drigs. Right. Yeah, I get paid to get greasy. And, and... So the Blown Mafia is, this is a labor of love. This is your passion. It's a lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. That's exactly what it is. So tell us about the first car you built for the Blown Mafia, and tell us about the last car that you're working on now. Okay, well, as far as that goes, the first car that I built was a a 69 Camaro. It was, um, and it wasn't intended, but this was way before Blown Mafia even was a uh, in existence um, it was and basically it was just that it was a love of hot rods and it was a pro street car uh, which is where my passion lies uh, and that's you know that's about the size it was built in my garage I'll tell you a little story so my dad he kind of felt bad for me right I was I was young and my the test light that I used to wire that car was a nail and a light bulb 
and a piece of wire. That was the <laughs> test light that I used to wire that car. You still have that test I light? I still have that yeah. test light. Yeah. My father felt so bad for me, he bought me a test light. And, I still have that one. And you still have that one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, Bradley, in, in, in all the interviews I've done 28 years of radio, um, it, it always comes back to that moment of my first car, the first tool. My dad bought me this. My mom bought me that. Right. Uh, and, and that's what cars are, right? Mm -hmm. It's that human connection to something mechanical. That's exactly right. A lot of people uh, will express, you can actually, their personality, sometimes their personality will reflect the car um, that they build, but like in my case, it's, it's the complete opposite. I'm a very standoffish type guy. You can, anybody, I'm approachable. Anybody can come up. I'll answer any question they have and talk to them like I've known them for all my life. But I've just never been, uh, the cars don't really reflect where I'm at. And, and the cars are streetable, right? These aren't, or are these race cars? Okay, I'm going to put it to you like this. I could drive the car anywhere I wanted to at any, any moment in time. I build my cars to run um, reliably. I want them to start. I don't want them to overheat, and I want to be able to drive them. However, um, when it comes, when it gets to a certain level, I, I'm so particular uh, about uh, uh, the detail on the cars that it's hard for me to, to drive the things in the rain. It's hard for me to drive them down the interstate, and even in today's tr trends of, of where we're at in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, traffic is horrible. Do you ever notice? I have a black two-door 55 that was impressioned upon me. I saw graffiti as a kid. Oh, it just, yeah, right. It, it scarred me for life. Look, Ma, look where I am, right? Yes. And, um, you know, I just, I built the last version of what I had seen so many years ago. Mm -hmm. About 10 years ago, I still have black. Sure. Um, you ever notice that you take your hot rod out? Do you ever feel like you're the old man in that car? Sometimes people don't look at it the same as they did 30 years ago. Uh, that's a fact. Yeah, I mean, that, that right there is... is <laughs> it, it does. It makes you wonder, um, Where's it where going? is it going? That is exactly right. Where's this, this hobby going? It's so important to get the kids involved. And the, the only thing that I've noticed, and every, as everybody has, 10 years ago, I could build a car for uh, half of what it costs today to build a car, to build the same car. Um, just the... I don't know how to explain it, but it's just cost so much more it, now. Is it harder to find vendors? You know, the guy that does the chrome, the guy that does? No. I'm going to tell you what I think it may be. It's the fact that there's so, many re there's so much reproduction out there now compared to, remember 10, 15 years ago, we could go to a junkyard and we could find something. You could go to a, a you could see a 69 Camaro sitting in the back of somebody's yard. You could buy the thing for a reasonable price. These days, you're not, you're going to, it, it, everything is just, there's so much harder to find because they're scooped up. Um, it's like the Mopar thing, the, the Chrysler deal. It's, good Lord, you could build four Chevys for what you could, one Mopar. Yeah, it's, it seems like building a car today is so much more about making money mm. than expressing mm. yourself. I like that. Right? I like it's, that. Where's yes. the, and, and, and you ever think about the cars you threw away? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What was Absolutely. what was well, what was the favorite car you threw away that you wish you had the, today? The one that I that I let go um, was an IROC. It was an IROC Z. Right. Yeah. Um, as far as old cars goes, if you see me with it, I I still have it. I mean, I, I, I don't sell. I don't build and sell. So the cars that I have, I build them. I'll keep them. It's up to my my son. He'll be the one that's in charge of, of uh, where these cars wind up, not me. 
you know, the, the cars are still out there. Yes. And every once in a while, somebody has that barn find, mm -hmm. right? Sure. And just two weeks ago, my mechanic came up with, and we've been hearing it from the customer forever, Danny finally got Joe to sell him a 78, a yellow 78 Z28 stick. Okay. Like a rare car. They didn't build that many in yellow. Okay. And, uh, you know, Danny's a misplaced child, I always tell him. He's just 30 years old. Sure. And, and, and I guess he's working for the right guy. Right. Um, you know, he's just so into this that he's already had somebody come out and polish and buff the car. It doesn't even run yet. Uh, you know, it's just... <laughs> hey, that's great, man. That's, I'm that's all about the disease. it. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. you know, um, so that was the one that he wanted and it won't get away from him. Um, but I think the cars that we once took for granted, you know, that's the problem, right? Uh, it's, you can't find, you can't go out today and find a 30, in high school, somebody gave me a 32 Ford five window coupes, all steel body. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's not, that's not going to happen. You know, not and it, it just, it just doesn't yeah. happen anymore, right? right? And, and right. mom said, look, you've got too many cars. Something has to go. And I went, eh, I'll get rid of the Ford. I'll never put that together. What's, what could that be worth? It's an old Ford. Uh, <laughs> look at it today, right? Right. Um, yeah. I, I see steel bodies, primer, all beat up, chopped up, beat up, 50 grand. Absolutely. Uh, and that's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's, it's so much, it's so hard. It's hard, just harder to build a car um, to any level uh, these days, unlike it was back when I originally started. You know, we were hot rodding. We were cruising the streets. Right. We were having a good time. You could go to the junkyard and find stuff. Do you still cruise the streets down there in North Carolina? Yes. Yeah. Every chance I get. You think cruising is, is bigger up there than it is in other places? No, I don't. I, don't, I think hey, here's another one that, that I have a problem with. Um, the, everything has gotten, and naturally, it, it's all, it's, it's an evolution, but uh, as far as cruising is concerned, there's not enough of it in my eyes, and it's a dying thing. Um, I'm having to look for places to cruise. You have certain places that you can do it and do it successfully. You know, there is such thing as cruising successfully. Um, and, you know, like Woodward Avenue, those type things, um, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, you know, these are places that you, uh, you know, Outer Banks, you can cruise, you can have a good time. But it's, it's harder to find. And as far as where the best cruising is, I think the best cruising is wherever you get in your car and you go for a ride. And stick your elbow out the window. I'm with that yeah. all day. It's like Milner said, right? The whole strip is shrinking. I used to you take know, a, half a tank of gas to make one circuit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. A couple of tanks yes. of gas to make one circuit. <laughs> Bradley, it's been a pleasure, sir. If the listeners want more information, they want to follow you, they want to see some of the cars of the Blown Mafia, where can they go get it? They can, they can find us on Facebook at Blown Mafia. Um, and then we also have Instagram, uh, Blown Mafia Official. Uh, we're, we're kicking up a website. We're kicking around with that. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm not the most uh, tech-savvy guy. And if you see something that's dealing with Blown Mafia, 99.99% uh, of the time, it's me handling it. Um, so, you know, that's kind of that's where we're at. But check us out on Facebook, okay. Instagram. I'm sure they will. Bradley, thanks for taking the time. Enjoy the rest of the show. I'm Ron Anini and The Car Doctor. We are back right after this. What's more fun than listening to Ron and Amy and the Car Doctor and getting that car fixed right? 855-560-9900. Give Ron a call. Now, back to Ron. Hey, we are live today at the uh, Coastal Virginia Auto Show down here in the uh, Virginia Beach Convention Center. Uh, AM 790 WNIS, courtesy of them. They're, uh, they're, we're guests of them today. Uh, I'm joined this segment with uh, Michael Willett. I'm trying to get my names right. 
Till it. I'm sorry, Michael. You know, there's a lot going on today. There is a lot going on today, right? Yes, it uh, is. A whole lot going on. Uh, you know, we're down here at the convention center. We're, we're looking at an array of, I think of this as American history. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, Definitely. There's, there, there's everything here than anybody could imagine in terms of older Chevys and older Fords and older Chryslers. And then there's the unusual stuff. There's bikes to the left. We've got the blown mafia here. We've got um, uh, the, the lizard lick towing and recovery booth just to our right. And um, there's more than a few things spread around this event. What are your impressions, Michael? This is one of the premier events in Tidewater area. Every year it gets bigger and better. The quality of cars that you see when you're here is, is bar none at the top. Uh, yeah, this is the fifth annual. Yes, right? this fifth is, this annual, is year yes, five. definitely. And, and I can't believe how big this is for year five. They've, they've filled the Virginia Beach Convention Center, um, and there's some out in front when you first walk in. Uh, exactly. Um, they're all over the place. You know, when, I know when it first started, they just had part of Hall, and they've got this whole building filled, and that's a, that's a blessing. That's a really... Um, uh, hats off to Jeanette and her crew with this this event. This Coastal Virginia Auto Show is one of the premier auto shows in the country. Yeah, and it's it's here tonight. I think the hours are. It's here tonight until 7 p.m. and it's here tomorrow on Saturday from 10 to 6. So if you're looking for something to do on a on a, on a, on a rainy Sunday in Virginia Beach or anywhere else, this is uh, this would be the place to be. Exactly. Um, uh, you know, I've just been I've just I've just got my notes. Um, this is live radio. This is what happens, right? Things, things change in an instant. Michael, you're learning that with me today, right? That's right. Um, uh, there, there are 250 cars inside. There's 75 in the lobby. Um, there will be 120 outside on Saturday only. The Moonshiners cast is here. The Roy Hill Drag Racer School is here. Facebook, we're going to be doing some Facebook stuff. The US 106 Facebook page. Um, oh, look, the car doctor is going to be here. Can't wait to meet him. Yeah, see, I'd like to meet him. See, see what that's all about. So, um, uh, but you, you do your own gig, right, Michael? You guys have a uh, car show of your own coming up in May of, of next year. Tell me about it. Yes, we do. It's the OBX Riding Custom Festival down on the beautiful Outer Banks of North Carolina in the Nags Head area that we put on this past May was our first event. And then next year we're having the first and second of May 2020, and we put this event on to help uh, two children charities, the Children and Youth Partnership of Dare County and the Dare County Motorsports Group Charity Group that they help with the uh, toy run to help underprivileged kids at Christmas time. And actually the bikes that are here, they're part of that um, event also. Look at what cars do for humanity. You know, again. Oh yes, definitely, it, it, definitely. You know, here, here we are, a charity event involving cars. Have we lost that part of ourselves that we don't think of them that way anymore? Well, if you're not a true car guy or a young lady, you might, but the car guys and girls and the, the guys with the motorcycles, the ladies with the motorcycle, they haven't lost that because everything we do, it, we do it to help someone, either children or uh, adults in need or, you know, underprivileged. So the car community hasn't forgotten it at all. Right. And this show um, is going to continue to grow. Your show will continue to grow and bring benefits to everybody. How many people walk in the doors here at the Virginia Beach Convention Center and, you know, you can see their faces as they light up. Everybody remembers, gee, my first car. What was your first car, Michael? Actually, my first car was a 1970 Fury 3 that 
I didn't think too much of, but it was better than walking. Right. And, and now if you had that, you wish you had that car today, don't you? No, actually the car that got away was a 1969 Nova that I had and I sold it and I've been looking for one ever since, but you know. I, I think there's a few down to the right of us, if you're so inclined. Well, um, I've got a, you know, champagne taste and beer wallet, so you know how that well, goes. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I understand that too. Um, I understand that too. I always look back at the ones that got away. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and there are some in front of us. Look at this gold Chevy. What is that? Is that a? That's a '61 Impala. What is that right there? Is that a '61? Yep, '61 Impala. '61 Impala. Look at that. That that thing. Ew. Um, is that a factory color? Wait, I'm interviewing somebody on the floor. Is that a factory color? No. Nathaniel, no. is that a factory color? No. Uh, but boy, that is that bronze, copper. Uh, boy, does that thing stand out. Wow. Um, you know, and that's what's here today. And exactly. That's, yeah, that's what's here today. That, that um, just brings you back to when uh, cruising around was simple, just having a good time, drop the top, and keep it moving. Well, yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't know how simple it was. It depended upon um, certain run-ins. Oh, yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. You know, well, you know, it, it wasn't as strict on the road then, you know, because you could right. get away with a little bit more than you get away with now. Right, yeah. It's, it's, well, but, now, you know what, now the problem is now I'm an old man and a hot rod. Back then I was a wise guy kid. Um, so they, they kind of beat you up a little bit more then. Now it's like, yeah, look at the old guy with gray hair. He's having a good time. Exactly, that's um, right. Yeah, so. Michael, uh, tell us real quick before we go, um, if the listeners want more information uh, regarding uh, your event and what's going on in May, where can they get it? Actually, you can go to our Facebook page, which is uh, OBX Rod and Custom Festival on Facebook, or you can check out our website, which is uh, obxrodandcustomfestival.com. And to any of you all that's in the building, go over to the OBX SS booth to the left of me, and we have some more information right here. And, and you know, your event, what do you, how many cars do you think you're going to have at your event real quick? Next year, we're, we're shooting for uh, about 800 cars. Wow. Cool beans. Michael, thanks for taking the time. Next time, I'll get your name right. I promise, brother. No problem. Okay. You Just take call me care. for dinner. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? That's right. Just don't call me late. So <laughs> I'm Ron Anady in the Car Doctor. We are back right after this. Car Doctor, we are back, and uh, we're joined this segment uh, by Tom Cox. He is president of the Antique Automobile Club of America. Is that correct? I'm two-time president of the Antique Automobile Club of America. Um, Currently still serving as national director and president emeritus. So this is like church to you. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, can we get an amen? Yeah, absolutely, brother. Um, uh, What do you see on the floor that you haven't seen before that entices you? Gosh, what doesn't impress you out here? I'm, I'm dead serious. I, you know, I'm one of those guys. I'm primarily a stock guy, you right. know, restoration, back to original type of thing. But I love everything. And so, you know, day in, day out, um, throughout the year, I'm dealing mostly with stock vehicles, doing, uh, you know, judging and all of those things that go along with the restoration process. I don't get to see... A lot of what we've got out here, we've got diversity here. Because let's 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 preface it like like this, Tom. Um, what was your first car? Uh, 1957 Chrysler two-door hardtop. And and that was how long ago? It's been a while. Yeah, we'll we'll leave it there. We'll be kind. I, I understand. <laughs> um, and and for a guy like you that 
you eat, live, and breathe this to walk into this show and say, I'm impressed. That says a lot. Oh, I'm extremely impressed. I mean, there is something here literally for everybody. I mean, this is automotive heaven. This is the fifth annual, by the way, we should point out, this is the fifth annual Coastal Virginia Auto Show here at the Virginia Beach Convention Center, put on in part by AM790 WNIS. More information, by the way, at cvautoshow.com. Uh, they're here today till 7. They're here tomorrow um, till 6, from 10 to 6 on Sunday. Uh, if you had to pick a favorite, could you? If I had to pick a favorite, if I had to pick a favorite, well, we, we still got the mic. There, tell you what, put this on. Hang on, hang on a minute. We had a little bit of a blurb. Try that. And uh, yeah, if you had to pick a favorite, where would it be? Uh, you know, I think probably uh, there's a '69 uh, Mustang out there. I really, really love. I just like the way it's done. Um, that's probably a favorite. But Duesenberg SJ. I think, you know, you stop and think about the pinnacle of automotive uh, design and engineering in America and elegance and everything. You combine all of it together, you won't find anything. I mean, Duesenberg was America's Rolls Royce, um, and you won't find anything that can top that. I mean, you know, in their day, they well in excess of 100 miles an hour easy uh, when everything else was struggling to get to 60 miles an hour. Um, it's just a phenomenal automobile. The, the first uh, really successful uh, automobile for the Time wealthy, period. Yeah. you know, uh, that was supercharged, too. Uh, my best Duesenberg story, and everybody's got a car story, right? I had an older friend, and this will make you cry, I'm sorry, um, that before he went into service at the beginning of the war, he had a Duesenberg, and his father had taken it in trade, at a used car dealer in Brooklyn, New York. It was a used car, somebody traded it in. So in 1941, Harry joined the Marines. He packed the Duesenberg up in boxes. He says, if I don't come back, at least it's here. Uh, not, never thinking what it would be worth. Sure. Right? Oh yeah. Comes back in 45, he lived through the entire Pacific campaign. He comes back in 45, he saw some guy on the steps of the courthouse in downtown New York City and the guy had been hounding him for a while and he said, ah, I sold it. He gave me a $500, $1,000 for it in 1945. He said, I figured, what could a Duesenberg ever be worth? What's that Duesenberg worth today? Oh, it's incredible. Oh, seven figures, generally speaking, you know, at, at a minimum. Every once in a while, you find one that's been rebodied that might go for less than, a, than seven figures, less than a million dollars, almost always over a million dollars. Now, Tom, you, you also do appraisals, right? Yes. So what are some of the mistakes people make? I mean, people probably come up to you with everything and say, oh, I've got a car that's worth a fortune, and it's not. What makes it worth that fortune? Well, as the old adage goes, something is only worth some, what someone is willing to pay for it, okay? So you've got several different things. You've got, uh, you've got to consider the actual quality of the vehicle, you know, if it's been restored, if it's original. Um, you, you take a look at uh, what type of vehicle it is. You know, uh, cars that were popular when they were new tend to be popular in the collector realm too. So, you know, cars that sold well when they were brand new tend to be popular. Um, okay, a good example. 19, I love Nash's. I've always liked Nash cars. Uh, 1953 Nash. Didn't sell particularly well when it was new. And today, they don't, you would never get out of it what you needed to put in to restore one from stem to stern. 
But you, you need to look at the quality of the vehicle. You need to know if you're, you know, and in some vehicles, particularly muscle cars, whether or not your numbers are matching, um, you know, all your components are, are date coded properly and so forth. It means, makes a big difference in terms of the value of the vehicle. If, if there was a car now that's a sleeper in terms of value, what's up and coming that you don't think the market has caught up to yet? Uh, I think... Uh, Probably the uh, later, late 80s, early 90s uh, Japanese cars, the Mitsubishi 3000 GT VR4 uh, with twin turbo, um, the uh, uh, Nissan 300ZX, uh, the last carnation of that uh, right. during that time period, the big wi the wide uh, body ZX, uh, twin turbo. Uh, the Supra's already taken off, but that's, you know... It's as been like result. that for a while. Right, yeah. right. Um, uh, what do you think's overpriced? What's not worth it anymore? Is there something? Porsches. I, I think that they've topped out. Um, I think they'll start to come back down in, in, in price. I think right. Porsches have definitely... They, there was a huge run on Porsche, you know, for the last, really, two and a half, three years. I, I think they're going to come down in value. Um, what was the one that got away from you, Tom? I've been asking everybody that today uh, as, as we're doing this from the Virginia Beach Convention Center. What was the car that got away from you that you wish you had today? Uh, actually, believe it or not, it, 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 it was... No, no, no. I do have one that I have had since I was 16, a 51 Hudson Commodore 8. But I, honestly, the one that got away was the 57 Chrysler New Yorker two-door hardtop. The first one. The very first car that I had. It, it uh, was special ordered. Well, it came with a Hemi in it, but it was special ordered with dual carbs, uh, dual Carter WCFB carbs, dual point distributor, uh, you know, dual exhaust, the whole nine yards. But uh, it was a great car, uh, but I was just simply too young and too eager to, uh, you know, fix it, get it on the road, turn around, sell it, get another one. And uh, Yeah, I think that's, you know, I had a... You think about how young we were and how fortunate we were, right, to, to be at that time period. I had a 66 two-door Chevy Impala, 396, three-and-a-quarter car. You know, it was, a, it, was, it was the family boat, air conditioning, and what that car would be worth today. I can still see it in that blue with the black vinyl top. And, um, you know, I haven't thought about that car in right. a lot of years. Look at right. that. You're, you're interviewing me. Oh, no. I, I mean, you know, so what else did you have? that really floated your boat yeah, it's, that, um, or I'll tell that you, you wish you had bought. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, you stick around over the break, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about it. I'm Ron Anini, the car doctor. We're here at the Virginia Beach Convention Center at the Coastal Virginia Auto Show, cvautoshow.com. I'm with Tom Cox, and we will be back right after this. Don't go away. Hey, Ron Anini, the car doctor. We are back live, and uh, we're here today at the Coastal Virginia Auto Show at the Virginia Beach Convention Center. I'm uh, joined once again this segment by Tom Cox of, uh, um, say it for me, Tom. Antique Automobile Club of America, AACA. We were, we, were we were just chatting during the pause, and um, uh, some of the things that uh, um, we were conversing about, the, the cars that have hit the peak, the cars that are uh, um, uh, up, down, and all points in the scale, um, uh, Tell me your story. You were, you were talking about the, the, not the one that got away, but 
Um, the, you gotta put your headphones it's on. Music. I gotta, I gotta. I get the music. Yeah, that's okay. Don't worry about the music. There, you know, they'll fix it and edit as we like to say. We're doing this live today at the uh, Virginia Beach Auto Show, and there's a lot of there's a lot of little things along the way, bumps in the road, and restoring the car. You know, all of a sudden you see orange peel in the paint, and you go, "Oh my God, what did I do wrong?" School um, of Hard Knocks is the best teacher. Um, I know what it was. We were talking about, we were chatting about uh, finding the barn find, right? Right. And. I told you the story about, you asked me before we took the break. Uh, you know, we're so distracted by cars. There's so much going on down here today till 7 o'clock tonight. Um, we, were, <laughs> we were talking about the one that got away from me. I think the one that got away from me was the 72 Monte Carlo. I drove a 72 uh, autumn gold, white gut, through college. Put 380,000 miles on that car. And then one day in the late, eight, late 70s, early 80s, I just got tired of it and... Threw it away. At 380,000 miles, it, it, it was ready to turn to dust. Yeah, it was, because they just, they're not like today's cars, right? And, I, you know, it was like every 100,000 miles, I'd put a trans in it. Every 150, I'd put a motor in it. I probably did an engine two or three times in it, because it was easy. You'd go down to the, sw the junkyard, buy a junkyard engine for a couple hundred bucks, and throw it in on Spend a Spend an afternoon on a Saturday, yeah, and you're done. And, done. And, and, and it was gone. And it was out of my life for, geez, 35 years? One day, about two years ago, I said, I miss that car, and I want that car back. And I don't know what possessed me. I picked up a computer. I was going to say the want ads. I'm dating myself. And Craigslist in Southern California had the exact same. I mean, it was like the twin of that car I drove in college. Called the guy up, and it was a, it was a, it was a farmer. It was a rancher from Texas with the Texas draw. And I said, where is this car? Well, it's down here in Texas. And, and, and you were like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you know what that means, right? It means rust-free. Rust-free tin. No tin worm in Texas. Right. Galvanized brake lines and primer on the floor pan. And how, do you, how else can you find those cars, Tom? Because are they still out there? Oh, they're still out there. You're, you're, you'd be so surprised. You know, it's like particularly these days. The Internet, of course, has probably, you know, done a lot of things for us. But as far as car guys are concerned, Internet, Craigslist, Market, Facebook Marketplace, all these things, stuff keeps popping up constantly that you would think was, they were all gone. You know, e even barn fine Ferraris, they were, I forget which model, but uh, just the other week. Careful, careful how you say that. You know, I don't want to scold you, but your, your Porsche friends are going to... Porsche. 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 Yeah, that's um, all right. They, yeah. they, they have it in for me already yeah, anyway. That's okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's... Um, uh, I, I, I thought I, I knew what you were talking about, and I think that's key. Um, you know, there's no, there's 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 no bias here in, in, in the world of automobiles. We we like everything and everybody. So we love everything. Yeah. Um, if if you could explain this, no, I don't want to go there. You know, you look at the passion that these people have in these cars that they put together uh, today here at the Virginia Beach Convention Center, and and, and what goes into it. The sport is shrinking a little, right? Well, I, I think that's a misconception. I would tell you, I would, I would argue against that. I, okay. I quite frankly think that there are more people involved in the automotive uh, hobbies, if you will, at large, than there ever have been before. They're just doing other types of things. And, you know, maybe they're not all coming to shows. A lot of them still come to shows. Shows are a great venue to uh, showcase the hobby and network and find friends. But I think... There are a ton of 
smaller shows. You look at, uh, it, it, you get a chance to look up Radwood, uh, Radwood car shows. So young people, and they're like major into 80s and 90s cars, um, they're sort of off the radar. They're the up-and-comers. They're the ones that, you know, hey, look, they're still making their way in this world, and once they get a good, steady, solid income and some consistency in their lives, they're going to be out there. They're going to be the guys that are going to replace us. I felt like you did, but then I started hooking in with some of these younger enthusiasts, and it opened up a whole new world to me. There is a lot of stuff out there. Oh, there's a lot of stuff out there. Tom, stick with me for the last segment. When we come back, we're going to have a couple of minutes. I just want to talk about the passing of the baton and uh, how, how the industry is going to continue to grow. I want to stay with that theme, if you will. So uh, I'm going to steal you for one more segment. I'm Ron Anini, The Car Doctor. I'm here with Tom Cox of the Antique Automobile Club of America. AACA, Antique Automobile Club of America. Okay, and uh, we're both talking cars at the Virginia Beach Convention Center at the Coastal Virginia Auto Show put on by AM790 WNIS. We're back right after this. Welcome back. We're on Andy the Car Doctor as we uh, close out this hour here at the Virginia Beach Convention Center. The Coastal Virginia Auto Show AM790 WNIS is putting this on this weekend, cbautoshow.com. I'm closing it out with Tom Cox of the Antique Automobile Club of America. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. You I got, got it right. Look at that. By the you third, got it. third time's the charm, brother. Porsche. Porsche. Right. Porsche. It's, it's enunciation. Um, talk about the passing of the baton in the closing minutes. We wanted to cover that real quick. First of all, you know, it really, people obsess too much about the future of the hobby, uh, future of the, uh, you know, automotive uh, endeavors, whether it be uh, restoration, whether it be modification, whatever. I think young people love cars. Um, yeah, they are into all of their tech gadgets and so forth, but a lot of times they're applying that stuff to their cars too. But there are a huge number of younger people that are really into um, 80s and 90s cars, if you go into social media and you dig in there, man, there's just huge numbers of young people. They're, they're working with cars that are, you know, more in their price range, and so they tend to fall off of our radar. You know, people that are, you know, excited about a Dodge Aries K car that only has 50,000 miles on it, um, lamenting the fact that a Cadillac Cimarron didn't show up at the last show that they went to. You know, stuff that traditionalists or, or those of us who've been around for a while don't necessarily think of as uh, being in the hobby. I, well, I think we're in good shape. And, and look at the future. creativity that the industry, right? How many kids went on to become mechanics, but engineers, fabricators, welders, body men, the, the, the creativity that this industry has created and will continue to create, right? Oh, with, without question. I mean, you know, you've, you've got a lot of young people out there. You've got uh, programs across the country. Uh, that uh, educate people in uh, automotive restoration. Um, the other part of it is, you know, vocational training is starting to make somewhat of a comeback out right, there in schools. Right, it's, because it's, we, we can't go to college. And, you know, Tom, I, it's been a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, where can the listeners go get more information? Go to www.aaca.org, okay. um, and uh, you'll find our website and click on it. And if you love anything to do with cars, you're going to love what we have with AACA. And we've got a world-class magazine that comes with it, too. Perfect. Cool beans. Tom, thanks for taking the time. I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor from the Virginia Beach Convention Center. Till the next time, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.